0: baseball fans welcome to try easier the baseball podcast hosted by twitter's one and only at, at blue jays, jays dad. dad for years blue
1: jays dad has been a mainstay in the baseball twitterverse
0: live tweeting and hot taking
1: the ups and downs of canada's team while remaining engaging and for the most part friendly to fans of the opposition The jump from the tweeted word to the spoken word is a courageous leap baseball's internet dad is willing to take for the good of the game. And now the host of the Try Easier podcast, Blue Jays Dad. Well, thank you very much, Tim Langton. Hello everybody and welcome to the Try Easier Podcast. I'm at Blue Jays Dad. You can follow me on Twitter and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And one other thing that's very, very cool, if you go to my Twitter account, to my profile, you'll see a little link there where you can get ten dollars off your first purchase with Tick Pick and that secondary market uh baseball tickets, sports tickets, concert tickets. Um, That with, uh, unlike other platforms, there are no fees. The price you see is the price you pay. And that's what I've been using to get all my tickets this weekend for the Blue Jays at Target Field. Unfortunately, I'm 0 for 2. Two losses. Some people on Blue Jays Twitter are calling for me to boycott these last two games. I'm just going to be switching up what I'm doing, switching up my routines, see what I can do to bring the blue Jays uh, a little bit of luck, and so I will be bringing a new sign uh to target field, but there's other important baseball going on as we are in the wild card race, folks. this is pennant race or at least wild card race baseball for the blue jays they've been it's been wild card fall flat on their face right now, but for two teams battling it out that the Jays care about a lot, it's the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees have a three game set. And therefore, I have a special return guest on the Try Easier podcast. I have Gabrielle. She is uh, an editor at Fan Sided MLB. She follows the Boston Red Sox. She's also the founder of uh, Girl at the Game. And uh, Gabrielle, welcome to the Try Easier podcast once again.
0: Thank you so much for having me back.
1: Well, I always enjoy talking with you. Um, I love your perspective on the game and uh, especially the Boston Red Sox. So, Gabrielle, uh, people can follow you on Twitter at GFstar, and that's star with two R's, one, the number one. And, uh, Gabrielle, Correct. tell us a little bit more about what you do and, uh, yeah, your passion for the game.
0: Um, so, again, thank you for having me. And, yeah, so I am a full-time editor for Fan sided MLB uh, Phillies website, and I also write for their Red Sox website, Bo Injection. So you can find me on both of those, usually freaking out about two teams that have absolutely tortured me all season long. Um, and I basically just write, you know, four, five, six articles a day about the teams, uh, cover both the breaking news, but also just kind of bringing a, both a fan and an objective person uh opinion to what's happening
1: in baseball. That's fantastic. I, I, I'm with you with half of that. I bring the, the fan approach, but not the objective. But uh we <laughs> we, we we need uh the people like you to, to talk us down and to uh build us up when we need it. So Gabrielle last night the series uh versus uh the Red Sox versus the Yankees started last night uh with a Yankees win. So Blue Jays fans actually were were hoping that the Red Sox would come through with a sweep as that seemed to lean in the Jays' favor at the time. And uh, so we're a little disappointed. Uh, You know, many people have humbled themselves over here cheering for the Red Sox. Uh, What's going on? What happened last night? And what do you see for the rest of this series?
0: You know, you are not the only one who's disappointed. This game was quite literally a disaster from the beginning. Um, I'm pretty sure it started with a leadoff hit to DJ Uh Nathan Avaldi, who has been absolutely excellent against the Yankees all season long. He didn't have it at all last night. He literally, I think six or seven earned runs. I'll be perfectly transparent here. I'm actually, you know, was visiting my parents for Sabbath dinner last night and my mom has a no phone rule at the table, which I was initially frustrated about. And then the game got so bad that I was actually grateful to not be able to use my phone. This game was so bad. Um, I think the only runs that the Red Sox scored were a three run homer by Raphael Devers, which I will say he owns Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is one of two MLB pitchers that Raphael Devers has three career home runs off and he doesn't have more than three against any other pitcher in major league baseball. He has three home runs against Garrett Cole. Um, I think this was his 109th career home run and his 13th career home run against the Yankees. He only has more against the Orioles and the Rays. And let's be honest, everybody homers off the Orioles. Devers was pretty much the only bright spot. This pitching, uh, Mora came in and relieved Nathan Valdi. I think he only lasted like two and two thirds innings or two and a third innings. The guy just like it was it was a disaster. He gave up a three run homer to John Carlos Stanton. It was just bad. Um, and the funny thing is. Not funny, but Evaldi, like I said, he had five starts against the Yankees before last night's game. He had like a 2 ERA. He was absolutely dominant. Garrett Cole, meanwhile, had an ERA over five against the Red Sox in, I think, three games coming into last night. So, of course, of course, when we need it the most, Evaldi completely falls apart, and Garrett Cole looks like Garrett Cole. But, you know, it's also it's also just on the Red Sox offense that, they couldn't get a hit for a while in the game. And the Yankees were just taking that in practice. Um, It was very bad.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, and isn't that why we baseball? It really is. It's the the journey through it all where things that should make sense don't. And um, I know the Jays, I mean, they swept the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium, you know, recently. Four games. And uh, now they're lost the first two in a four game set against the Twins. Games that we were counting on that. Oh yeah, we would we'd sweep that, uh, or, or we at least we'd need to to have a shot at the wild card. Um, so, what are you thinking about your Red Sox uh, moving forward through the rest of this weekend?
0: You know, I'm very stressed out. I'm actually going to today's game or this evening's game at four o'clock. So, um, I'm not feeling great. I'm pretty sure that they are bringing up Connor Siebold from Triple A Worcester. I don't think I haven't checked in a while, honestly, because I, I went to do I went to do a workout class to kind of get you know some positive energy in my life. Um, haven't checked, but Connor Siebold was supposed to start in Triple A Worcester today. He's not. He's been scratched. He made his debut earlier this month. He was acquired from the Phillies in that Brandon Workman. he Henry trade with Nick Pavetta. Um, he's been excellent in the minors. He made his debut this month, and um, people were being so hard on him. He only gave up two or three earned runs. He was good. He was fine for a guy who was only making his debut because the team needed him, not because he's ready. And I think that there's an important distinction there. People act like if a guy's making his debut, it's because the team has decided this guy's ready. Oftentimes, especially with the Red Sox over the last few years, it's really, we just need somebody. Doesn't matter who, we just need someone who can go out there and throw a baseball for a couple of things. Doesn't matter if they're good, doesn't matter if they're bad, which sucks because then if the guy gets lit up, that's his bad first impression on the big leagues. Um, but yeah, so I think, I believe it's going to be, oh no, you know what? It's Nick Pavetta. So that's interesting. Um, Speaking of people acquired from the Phillies, it's going to be Nick Pavetta. <laughs> Nick Covetta has had a very up and down season, but he's been much better for the Red Sox so far over the last year and a half since the trade than uh, he ever was for the Phillies. So at least there's a small consolation in that.
1: All right. Well So right now, how the standings... Um, I should have had this pulled up in front of me. But right now, so... Uh, what is the wild card standings? I just know the Jays are two games out, tied with the Mariners, unfortunately, now. They've won a bunch in a row. Um,
0: the Red Sox have a one game hold on the uh, American League, the first wild card spot. The Yankees have the second one. They have no lead, but they just hold the second wild card. Right. You guys and the Blue Jays are both two games back. Oakland's four games back. Cleveland has totally fallen off. They're 11 and a half games out, and they've eliminated themselves. Or- Yeah, they've won the themselves. So it's down to five teams for two spots. The Red Sox have to go six and eight the rest of the season, I believe, to get one of those spots. Um, The good news is that the two teams that they face after the Yankees are the Orioles and the Nationals. Um, They've had two series this season, three series, I believe, in which they've swept the Orioles. Um, They swept... They lost three to the Orioles at the beginning of the season, their first series, then the second series against them. Like a week later, they swept them. They swept them in August when Chris Dale came back, and they swept them again like last weekend. So, um, you know, hopefully <laughs> the Orioles will serve themselves up on the silver platter again.
1: Okay, so the only thing I ask is, can you win these next two games? That's, that's what Jays fans need. That's what we need. Is we need
0: that's Red- what I need. Mean. That's, that's what we all need. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to see the. Like, I know people are sick of the Red Sox. We have four championships in the last two decades, not even. But let's be honest. No one wants the Yankees in the postseason. They just don't.
1: You know, even Twins fans are telling me that. I'm getting high fives from Twins fans coming into the ballpark the first night. But now the Twins have won the two games and people are apologizing. And I think fans are even, the fans that know stuff, they even feel like, wait a minute. We kind of want these Jays to win because that means the Yankees don't. And I believe they have like a, is it 18 postseason losses in a row that the twins have going a streak? With oh, the, the Yankees. poor
0: twins. But the other thing is the more twins losses, the better their draft pick will be. And at this point in the season, if you are eliminated, that's what you want.
1: Right. Right. So why are they even trying? But, it seems like like i i've been at the games and so i haven't been watching them on tv so you have a a wonderfully different angle but also there's other details you can't really pick up on but to me it just seems like the jays are are um two things they're probably chasing a little bit out of the zone putting the pressure on themselves uh they have they they are the team that swings at the first pitch if the first pitch is good they'll give it a rip and so they've been doing that a lot and but i would say Also, they've just had a lot of bad luck. So I've jumped out of my seat a number of times as the ball comes off the bat, and then it goes right into the shortstop's glove or right back to the pitcher or right to the fence at the deepest part of the ballpark. So it's not like the Jays are totally dead in the water right now offensively. They've just had no luck. Their bat pip has got to be extremely low right now. But,
0: um, you know, I think the other, you said bad luck for the twins, Kenta Maeda, you know, he is out for the whole season. He's an excellent pitcher. You know, Byron Buxton had some bad injuries. It's like you said, uh, so much, so much of a team's success in the season doesn't have anything to do with their talent. It has to do with luck. I mean, when the Red Sox won the world series in 2018, one of the main reasons that they won was because they had so few injuries especially to their starting rotations that they were just able to be healthy while other teams were falling apart. And I think people forget, you know, Chris Sale, when he went on the injured list for a while, I think it was like late July and he only pitched one game in in August of 2018. And it was, of course, against the Orioles because Cora literally said, he doesn't need a rehab start. He's going to just face the Orioles and he'll be fine. <laughs> like literally using the Orioles as a rehab start. Yeah. He struck out like 12 batters. Um, you know, and then he went back on though and he didn't pitch until September and they were handling him with kid gloves. And when he went on the injured list, or at the time it was the DL, right, you know, the Yankees, swore, that four game series against the Yankees was coming up when Steve Pierce had a three home game and people were panicking because until 28 Chris Dale owns the lowest ERA of any starting pitcher against the Yankees in the live ball era, meaning since 1920. Wow. That, of course, fell apart in 2019 when he was hurt, and he got lit up by them. But until the end of 2018, he had that, you know, he owned that record. Without him, for that four-game series, people were terrified. They were like, this is when the wheels come off. He didn't. They swept them Four games. It was amazing. But, you know, that's, it shows you how crucial – staying healthy is to a team. And with the Red Sox, you're seeing that too, because they had the COVID outbreak. They had, you know, some injuries and, um, they were in first place until July, you know, the second week of the season until July, they were in first place for like almost four months. And then now they're vying for a wild card spot.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, this is why we baseball. This is it. Um, what, What's your prediction? Who do you think? Uh, well, just to let you know, the Jays, they have um, they have two more, obviously, against the Twins here at Target Field in um, Minneapolis. And then they have a day off Monday. Then they have a three-game set in Toronto versus the Yankees. And then a three-game set to end the season with the Baltimore Orioles. So does that sound like to you that's kind of in the Jays' favor to be playing the team they need to beat and then playing a team that, they should be able to destroy. Um, what What's your prediction for how this all shakes out in the end, and what do we see um, for our two teams in the AL Wild card game?
0: Obviously, I'm really hoping that the Red Sox um, pull through. I I think Red Sox Blue Jays would be really fun. I don't think the A's have it this year. I really think it comes down to the three American League East teams, and that means that hopefully it will also be, four, that would be four out of five American League East teams at least playing in a playoff game, let alone the actual postseason.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I know Mariners fans, you know, the Mariners have won a number in a row right now, so they're all thinking they have a chance. They're tied with the Jays right now. And I remember just a few days ago thinking, oh, the Mariners are out of it. And now the Blue Jays are there two games back. But there's still time. There still is. And uh, I'm like Han Solo flying right into an asteroid field. Never tell me the odds. I don't want to hear those things. Because uh, I think the Jays can definitely pull through in this uh, final, final stretch run. Well, Gabrielle. Um, yeah. Oh, I have one more question for you. And yeah. this is not about the AL wildcard race. But it is about one of the Blue Jays players who it looks like is going to become a free agent at the end of the season. Marcus Simeon. Um, do you have any thoughts? Do you think he, uh, uh, the Red Sox or Yankees, have any interest in him, or have you thought about that at all, or or maybe where he might end up going?
0: Honestly, I haven't even had the energy to think about free agency. The Red Sox have a few free agents coming up themselves, including, I believe, Eduardo Rodriguez. I think the Blue Jays would be absolute fools not to bring Semyon back, but. The, you know the Yankees have more money to spend, obviously, but I also have to say I think if the Yankees either don't make the playoffs or don't go deep into the postseason, which I don't think that they will, I hope not. I think that there will be a lot of uh, front office shakeups and managerial shakeups. I mean, I think if if they don't do anything this winter, this fall, then Aaron Boone is gone. And, you know, maybe even Brian Cashman, who's been with the organization for, you know, over two decades as their GM. But, look, I mean, they haven't won a World Series since 2009. They've been boot out, booted out of the postseason multiple years now, um, early on, or, you know, ALCS, ALDS. And, um, you know, for a lot of teams, getting to the postseason would be good enough. But we all know the Yankees, 27 rings, blah, blah, blah. It's technically actually 26 rings and a pocket watch, but that's semantics. <laughs> they have high standards. Boston's the same way, but the Yankees, it's like, you know, George Steinbrenner is rolling over in his grave at the way the Yankees are now, um, which I clearly don't care about at all. But just factually speaking, I mean, you have to think that at a certain point heads are going to roll. And I think that this is the fault that that happened. And I think that's going to be the biggest Thing that the Yankees have to deal with this
1: offseason. Okay, that's interesting. I'm a little afraid of uh, Simeon heading there. Uh, he's a he's a he's a shortstop, and when they signed him, they said, "Hey, do you want to play second or third base?" Because Bo Bichette is our our shortstop. And uh, so, you think
0: Glaber Torres the Yankee shortstop? Uh,
1: I yeah, I I don't know what they want to do. I don't know. Or I, is I, it
0: Andujar? I can't keep. Track. Yeah,
1: I, it might be Andujar. I I don't know. Um, they've had so much movement on that roster, and I'm I'm just always immersed in Blue Jay stuff. But um, yeah, that's so anyway. Yeah, they've offered uh Simeon a couple of extension offers uh, during the season that he has said no to. But I'm 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 gonna be happy for him to, um, you know, to to get the money. That's great. I love that. I'm just hoping he doesn't go to, um, well, the Red Sox or the Yankees. That would that be well nice the
0: sport. the Red Sox don't need a shortstop. So that's that is uh that should be like a weight off your shoulders. The Red Sox have Vanderbilt, so they don't need a shortstop. They also have um quite a few infield prospects at the AAA level who will be, you know, coming up soon. They have Jeter Downs. Tristan Cassis is an infielder. Um, you know, they don't they don't need Semyon. Um obviously. That doesn't mean that they'll, they won't try to get him to play second base. You know, they don't have a current real everyday second baseman. They have Christian Arroyo, but he's been hurt and he was on the COVID IL. Um, so semi in a second could be interesting, but I just don't really see it happening. Their primary need is pitching, which is usually the case for Boston. But right now, I mean, you're seeing it, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be a free agent. They probably won't bring back Martin Perez. Um, you know, you can put Nick Pavetta at the back end of the rotation, but you still need to acquire probably one starting pitcher this winter and a bunch of bullpen arms.
1: Right. And the same for the Blue Jays. So we'll be competing and uh, I look forward, uh, Gabrielle, to connecting with you, um, you know, as we, as we get through this week and we see how the wild card shapes up the postseason and then the offseason. But thanks again so much for joining me and um, giving us oh, your insights. It's really it's really a pleasure. So thank you, and uh, good luck to you Thanks tonight at me. the game. Thanks. All right. Have a good night.
0: You too.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, that was uh, Gabrielle, and she's an editor at Fansided MLB and uh, a return guest here on the Try Easier podcast. Always a pleasure speaking with her. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be getting ready pretty soon to uh, head out to the next uh, game three of the Blue Jays at Target Field. Right now they've lost the first two of the four, and I'm hoping for a split, really hoping for it. I'm going to change some things up, bring a new sign, maybe wear something different, we'll figure it out. Um, But if you want to follow my antics, um, my tweets during this series, you can use the hashtag... Blue Jays dad goes wild card race. Blue Jays dad goes wild card race. And there you can see uh, tweets, pictures, videos. Uh, yesterday, my 17-year-old daughter, R4, and my 15-year-old son, C5, they got Bo autographs on their baseball cards, on his rookie cards. And they uh, were very excited. Uh, R4, um, she was almost, almost fainted. But you can see some video of that um, on that Twitter with that hashtag. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Try Easier by Blue Jays Dad or wherever you get your podcast from. And um, actually, also here's a new thing: if you're a listener and you have a question for Blue Jays Dad, it can be baseball related, whatever related it is. You can call, and this this will be, you know, long distance charges if you're calling from Canada. It's a U.S. number, but it's USA Jay's dad. USA Jay's dad. That's eight five seven five two nine seven three two three. You can call, leave me a voicemail, and with a question, a comment, and I'll give you, you know, possibly answer that question, give you a shout out on this show. Um, I did meet two people, two Twitter people, or maybe three people from Twitter last night at Target Field. Um, It's always, I always enjoy it when people uh, walk up to me, introduce themselves, we can get a photo. You know, hugs are always free with uh, Blue Jays dad if you want a hug. Um, But I met a a couple of people and um, it's always great uh, to be connecting with people you meet through Twitter, connecting in person. So if you're at the game at Target Field today or tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, I would love uh, to meet you. I'm going to be sitting again in the 100 level on the Blue Jays side, the third base side. And uh, so if you want to look for me, just past the dugout down uh, the left field line. That's where we'll be today. And then uh, Sunday, we're front row down in the uh, left field corner in fair territory down the third base line. Should be fun being in the front row, I think, just where the nets start to um, come down a little bit. But anyway, um, yeah, if you're at Target Field, we'd love to meet you. But thank you for listening. And once again, thank you to uh, Gabrielle for joining us. Uh, Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing, retweeting, liking, whatever you do to get get the word out about this podcast. So uh, for now, we need wins. We need the Blue Jays to win. Okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. Let's do this. Let's go Jays, all right? Uh, Have a good weekend, everyone, and I hope the Blue Jays have an even better one.